Listener Production. Relish, chutney, hollandaise or HB. Things are about to get saucy. You naughty little monkeys, you. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Oh, my God. Think about Sydney as the star-studded capital of the world this week, mate. Have you seen some of the A-listers? I thought um, Coopapedi was for that um, Stars on Mars. Stars on Mars. Um, where Lance, Lance Armstrong, Armstrong and the girl from Modern Family. Coopapedi's no. the, new, the new glitz and glamour Sin City out in Cuba. No, 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 no. It is uh, Sydney, Alex Dyson, where, of course, we've all seen promos from Margot Robbie has been around for Barbie, Greta Gerwig, director of the movie. Mm. But also... Tom Cruise is in town. He jetted in for the premiere of Mission Impossible Woo! 6, I think it was. You might have seen him poking his head out of the balcony of the Park Hyatt Hotel <laughs> over the weekend. So, I mean, it's all happening, mate. Goodness gracious. Well, we've got a big star on today's show. Gillian Cosgriff is going to be joining us. If you haven't heard her name, I suspect you'll be hearing a lot more of it. She won the Best Show Award at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. It's like 600 shows. She came through as the best of the lot. It wasn't her only win on the day. We're going to have a chat to her about it later on. And get a bit deep as well because we share a connection, the All Day Breakfast crew and Gillian as well. So you'll find out a bit more about that. But we should also mention that it's a bit of a content warning. So as you come up to it, we do get a little bit deep. We do touch on some darker issues. But uh, yes, it is a really great chat that I highly recommend you stick around for. Yeah, until then, we are going to be diving right in. And just like our man Tom Cruise, we do all of our stunts. So I hope you enjoyed today's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Let's do it. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, it's a well-known saying that if something is too good to be true, it probably is. <laughs> and uh, this applies to one of Australia's favourite TV shows, it seems. Um, uh, Neighbours? Oh, close. Bluey. Yes, it is the oh. show that is taking over the world. Golly gosh, new episodes coming out. Most recently, every Sunday, kids around Australia and the world waiting with bated breath to find out what Bluey, Bingo, Bandit and Chili are up to every single whoa, day. Whoa, 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 whoa. I can't even go to name starting with C in there. What happened there? I Who's dropping know. the ball? Because Billy doesn't really. Oh, actually, i got a friend called Billy, which is B-I-L-L-L-I. So that may, maybe they could have gone with that. But no, nah, Chili's. Yeah, Billy Eilish. Billy yep. Piper, the original yep, pop true. star Look, Billy. Hey, take it up with Honey the Bluey fam. That's you for me. <laughs> um, so we're very excited to uh to, you know, whenever the new episodes come out. As a family, we're a big bluey household. But a new story has resurfaced. And I do say resurfaced because it originally came out in around about 2021. It's reared its ugly head yet again in which questions are asked about Bluey's family. Now, you haven't watched much Bluey, have you? Not much. I was staying at a friend's place. They had some kids and it was on. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Met a little yeah. French dog friend. Well, the first thing you do notice, especially if you're from Brisbane, you know that the family lives in Paddington. Right. Or thereabouts, possibly Red Hill. <laughs> now, they live in a very nice Queenslander. And... Yeah. If you uh, have an eye on the real estate at all, mm. right, the market at all, you will know that their house has to have gone for somewhere. 
around the $1.5 to $2 million mark in today's price. Now, let's imagine that they bought it a couple of years ago as the kids were younger and probably needing to expand. Still, (laughs) we're looking at at least a $1.2 to $1.5 kind of purchase. We are talking about a 10-minute episode cartoon episode featuring a dog family here. Aren't well, we? this is the, this is the conspiracy theory that is unfolding. Okay. Because Bluey's parents, in case you're unaware, uh, Bandit works as an archeologist. Okay. Right. While mum Chili works in airport security. Now it's not understood exactly what type of job in airport security Chili works, but people have you know, done some maths and figured out that the average income of both jobs, okay, $67,000 for architects a year and $22 an hour. Archaeologists, sorry. I think architects uh, might be on a little bit yes. of a uh, prettier penny Yeah, than you, that. you can imagine the nice, uh, the nice views would be captured from a good aspect if dad was an architect. But no, an archaeologist and uh, $22 an hour for airport security. Basically, they're just saying, there's absolutely no way that this family with two dependents can afford a house on that income. So the, the suggestion is, according to Zach underscore Manda on TikTok, mm. that both parents are part of an international artifact smuggling ring. Right. So bandits are uncovering the ancient artifacts yep. and Chili at airport security is Smoking turning a out. blind nose to them. <laughs> All right. Uh, so so that, that could be taken out. Um, well, yeah. you'd hope Chili doesn't end up on border security narrated by Grant Bowler um, and taken into one of those side rooms and questioned on TV. Oh, why? Well, as part of that reality TV show where they look at border security. I've, I've been at the airport a couple of times when they say that they're filming it and I'm always just like, thank God I didn't pack any kimchi. <laughs> that's always seems to be what they Sets the dogs off. No, <laughs> this just joins the long list of TV shows where the characters are living in way beyond their means. Like, <laughs> Friends, like that apartment is overlooking the So according to todayshomeowner.com, there's a few studies that have been done on this. And in fact, one of the big ones as well was uh, The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. I saw saw The Simpsons recently. They're like, so The Simpsons could afford that house. Like it's huge. On a single single income, (laughs) non-parent, you know, non-college degree income. But they could (laughs) back in the day. (laughs) I saw. I think I saw the thing recently. It's like this was possible in the eighties when The Simpsons started. (laughs) Now, absolutely no hope would Homer, you know, be putting the roof over everyone's heads. Particularly, I mean, not to mention the amount of money he spends down at Moe's Tavern. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true. What about okay? What about this? So, friends. If you look at Monica and Rachel, Rachel's a waitress. Oh yeah. Right? <laughs> on uh, you know, 40 grand they're est- they're estimating. Oh, they're barely. looking at the- oh, they're just on tips. <laughs> the price of their two bedroom apartment would be around the nine thousand dollars a month mark. <laughs> they're saying that they're 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 spending close to eighty percent of their their monthly income combined just to pay for the roof over their head. Not to mention all the shenanigans. Mate, they're at bloody Central Perk every second day. I tell you what, those those refills aren't free. Down there. Seinfeld, how how does Kramer pay for stuff? 
<laughs> a quote from it is, I think George is talking about him. He falls ass backwards into money is the yeah, way right. he's, he, he pays um, for all of his uh, hijinks. Apparently the uh, full house, the 1980s slash 90s family Oh, that's show. San Francisco place. San Francisco. Oh, no. John Stamos. Is that the most unrealistic of all? Yeah. Apparently, okay, so here's the maths. Even though they have three adult incomes, okay, you're looking at a four-bedroom, three-and-a-half bathroom, right? What would no doubt cost approximately $5.5 million. <laughs> yep. Not to mention supporting the three kids, mm. all right? Apparently, given all of their wages, etc., Danny's a news anchor with an estimated annual salary of $85,000. Jesse Solid. and Joey run a, run a radio station and are disc jockeys in the area. They have an annual estimated annual income of about fifty-two thousand. That leads to a combined annual income of one hundred ninety thousand. Apparently, their household costs, as a percentage of their income, are one hundred seventy-seven percent. Basically, <laughs> they'd need to double what they're making in order to pay it back. Or are they all doing something a little bit dodgy? Dodgy Who on the side. Well, knows? what did um, the character of AJ in the other guy? Um, starring Matt O'Kine, what were his quarters like? Did they match up with his income? Was there realistic? <gasps> oh no! Actually, ups? I'll tell you what. That was realistic because he was working on a small radio station at the time. Mm -hmm. But I think you'll remember mm. that in the other guy, the story starts with three people living in the house mm. that significantly cut costs. It and, also and cut lunch. friendships and <laughs> relationships and everything, but. <laughs> But at least it was cheap. So I am standing here telling you that I don't lie in life or on the show. <laughs> Alex Tyson, I found myself, caught myself out the other day on the weekend. Dear, oh dear, Matt, what's been happening, mate? Well, I had inviting some friends over. They're expecting a baby very, very soon. So I thought we'd have a little catch up, play a few card games while Sophia was asleep. And hold up, you know, hold up, hold up. Catching up with some friends about to have a baby. Don't tell me yeah. you were out on another pappy shower, mate. <laughs> were you? You and the pappies playing a bit of poker out for the weekend, <laughs> were you, mate? It was the pappy, but this time the. Uh, the pappy baby mummy was uh, there as well. So, um, so no, it was, uh, you know, some of my greatest friends yep. from old Bris Vegas catching up for a little bit of dinner. And I, I found myself, so I just caught myself out in the afternoon before they came because I looked out to the backyard area right, around the pool mm -hmm. and I thought, I'm going to have to sweep up those leaves. <laughs> I'm going to have to sweep up those leaves because there was a what few a too many leaves around the pool. And I thought. Got to sweep to, them up. Yeah. Got to, got to sweep them up before the guests come round. And wow, as I got. How the... things change. Leaf sweeping for guests. I'd say you used to dump leaves on your doorstep. That's the thing. I remember vividly as I got the broom out and I was quick sweeping oh before God. the guests arrived. I had a full blown. Mental flashback to watching my dad on our driveway 
sweeping the driveway of all mm. the leaves because guests were coming around. And I, was, I remember looking and going, why are you sweeping the driveway? He said, there's guests coming over. I've got to make, got to make sure there's no leaves in the driveway. And I remember thinking, that's ridiculous. Leaves just fall off the trees. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone who doesn't think that leaves are on the ground is silly. And yeah. there I was sweeping for the guests. Well, at least you didn't get the leaf blower and just blow them to a different part of the world. <laughs> <laughs> never quite figured out the leaf blower. Hey, like I just, I mean, I'm sure there's a reason for it. <laughs> well, the reason is it's the perfect, um, you know, Sunday morning alarm. The old <laughs> leaf blower fire it up. I had the power washers outside my window for two days in a row. Got the car park out there. The generator was just like, <laughs> for days. But oh it just made God. me think, Daiso. It just made me think. It was that moment where I thought, I'm becoming him. Mm. I am becoming Mm. The man that raised me. <laughs> it's insidious to start with, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> baby. And I just, it just made me think, when have you had that moment? When have you realized you are becoming oh. your parent? Have you had something recently where you... Well, yeah, well, it's the thing. What's the most recent is the question. <laughs> oh, man. The one for me is I, I had a bit of a realization where I told someone the way I shop. And they're like, What? <laughs> What do you mean? Well, I mean, I don't go to the shops and get the food that I want or feel like. <laughs> I go to the shops, wander along and see what is on special and that dictates what I will be eating for dinner. No, I don't go around and go, you know what? I could really go with some blue cheese today. Like, <laughs> damn it. It's not 20, 30% off. I cannot buy this. I'm going to look elsewhere for my nourishment. Sorry, Dyson, you can't. And I just, I'm not, I'm not as good at, as Daddy Dyson for fighting it, but I tell you what, that's his DNA. All you do is... through my veins <laughs> and the aisles of my local fresh food. So you aisle. just go, like, because I will think, oh, okay, well, we're going to make, going to do some curry for one night. We're probably going to have spaghetti. You know, we're going to do this. Mm. Uh, well, I'll, I'll need this and this and this. I mean, I've got a list. I go with the shopping list. You don't no. have a list at all? God, no. No, 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 no. Go down there. First thing, there's, there's always a veggie that they're trying to get rid of, right? And they go, oh, Ken Pumpkin's on special. Ooh, that could be a bit of a pumpkin soup day, couldn't it? <laughs> I go along, I go, oh, hang oh, on. Wow. This, is their, this rando MasterChef reject and their curry packs are going out of business. <laughs> Maybe I do grab a little bit of curry because back at home I've got a random piece of sweet potato that might go in that. I only used half of it last night from when I bought it when it was on special last week. <laughs> so that's, that's how I do my, so that that's is how it. I do my that uh, is... daily dance. <laughs> Daddy Dyson in the making. I love it. Bro, what about you, Bron? Was there a moment where you became your parent? Um... It's been happening a lot more recently, but friends came over the other day and I realised I was doing what I hate being done to me is when I'm like, oh, do you want a drink? And they're like, no, no. And I'm like, no, what do you want? I'll get you, you know, a cup of tea. Do you want a soft drink? What, like a wine? They're like, no, no, all good. I'm like, no, come on. <laughs> really just pushing them. Force yeah. feeding people, bro. Just getting the, the, the funnel and the straw, just drinking. And then we um, were having dinner and I was like, oh, there's heaps of leftovers. Have seconds. They're like, no, I'm all good. I'm like, no, just fill it up. <laughs> <laughs> did you give them the container to take home, we, Ron? We give them the doggy did. bag? You gave them a little doggy bag. You did yeah, give them the bag. You, <laughs> Damn. you can't go home empty-handed. 
Oh my god! So often, so often, you've got the doggy bag, and you just think, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. It's like, oh, I don't know. Am I going to end up? Is this going to end up in my bin? Like, I don't, I don't know. Oh, oh wow! Oh my god! Speak of the devil. My dad has just texted me as if his ears were burning. No, of me talking about the way he shops. Check this out. It's a photo of a supermarket stacked up with stuff and says hoisin sauce and shiitake mushrooms 2.25 kilograms for a dollar 99 manager's special he he literally just sent you that <laughs> look at that he's just sent me <laughs> oh that oh my god <laughs> 2.25 kgs of and your he's just hoisin have sauce <laughs> have you talked about hoisin sauce before have you ever said oh if you, if you see a good special let me know he's just Wait, decided Dad, just keep an eye out for two kilos of hoisin sauce <laughs> could you for me i'm running low at home oh my goodness <laughs> Hello, friends. Just a quick content warning here um, to let you know that our next break contains themes of suicide. Well, Matt, I can't think of anyone who has had a bigger six months to the year than our next guest going through. And I'll say stunning everyone, including themselves, by winning the most outstanding show award at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival for a production actually good. Let's give her a big welcome to All Day Breakfast. Gillian Cosgriff, g'day. Hi. Gillian, we find you in a hotel room. Are you the type of person who checks the kettle for poops? Oh my God, Jillian. I'm sorry. I don't think I ever knew this type of person existed. Yeah, so now it does. I'm asking myself, oh, why not? Man. No, oh my I mean, goodness. well, no, because apparently, I mean, people do all sorts of funny things with the kettle. I think I did a show, I think it was um, Ella Hooper from Killing Heidi. I, I believe, possibly, checks the kettle for poops. Possibly, I can't remember. Oh, I thought you were going to say Ella Hooper only poops in the kettle. No! Oh my God, no. I just. <laughs> I believe a that they <laughs> they stayed they toured so much in the nights. I remember I remember someone I think I think she said it on a show that I worked on her with. Anyways, so, I mean well, you know, Jillian, I was uh, trying to pump up the incredible achievement of winning star. best show. Exactly what I expected. I was not expecting Kettle Poop um, to be <laughs> our opener, but let's let's pivot now to let's do the moment because I was there when you got presented with the award for best show. Can you tell us what? That felt like in a room full of like Australia's best comedians standing around. And this this is, yeah, quite a momentous day. Yeah, honestly, can you tell me what happened? Because I don't <laughs> fully know. I went completely out of my body. I um I, I won the Gibbo, which is best independent show. And I was like, oh, thank God. I was like, that's that. It's definitely not gonna be the other one. That would be absurd. Can't get Perfect. two awards on, the, on the same day. Relaxed. And it's such a weird thing, right, because you're in the Spiegel tent in the day and it's all comedians and so everyone's standing at the back of the room, which is so strange, in a big circus tent with too much light. Yeah. They usually try and find the corners, but the the Spiegel tent, you're, yeah. there's no corner, so everyone's like backing all the way around the room in a circle kind of thing. And it's every surface also has mirrors on it as well, so you're like kind of looking but trying not to look. It's horrible. And um, and then I I won, which I just did not expect at all in the slightest 
And there have been several times in my life where something like surprising or miraculous has happened and I've turned to my partner, Matt, and just been like, this kind of, you know, completely lost face. And he is always rock solid and he's always like, yeah, this is happening. And I turned to him and he was like, and I was like, no, we can't both be like this. You need to be the rock here. Yeah, exactly. No rocks? What the hell? Anarchy. Um, I just completely went out of my body and I did not come back into it for about, I don't know, a full month. It just, even now, sometimes I remember and I'm like, as if this... I mean, it's, it is literally the uh, the award that all Australian comedians dream of winning, but it's something that you probably weren't even thinking about about a year beforehand because you were doing Harry Potter for like the three years leading up to kind of 2022, right? Yeah, I was in Harry Potter for three and a half years, so I was completely out of the circuit. Like, I hadn't done a – this year, it was five years ago is the last time I did the festival. It was in 2018. So, I mean – you just finished three and a half years on Harry Potter, but what was it like deciding to leave Harry Potter? It made a lot of sense for me at the time. I um, I really loved that job. And uh, in the first year I was moaning Myrtle, which is, she's camp, she's damp. It's the greatest <laughs> role in the show. I love it. It was so much fun. Is that on the posters? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Weird that they don't open with that. Actually, really strange. Um, that's the, that's the spin-off series like Disney's doing with all these Star Wars ones. We need a uh, Gillian Cosgrove as moaning yeah. Myrtle. Damp, she's Myrtle. camp, she's damp, she's with well, you Tuesdays at 8.30pm <laughs> on SBS. <laughs> well, I was like, I'll do my one year as Myrtle and then I'll come out and I'll do my comedy festival show Gillian Cosgrove Toilet Ghost but um <laughs> that was not to be <laughs> and so I um I understudied a role a character named Delphi who's not in the book she's only in the play and the girl playing that role was leaving after the first year and they were like do you want to audition for the big role and I was like "Ugh, okay I just I never think anything will happen like I'm it's insufferable to be around me and so I was like, yeah, I'll do this, but they won't offer it to me. And then they did. So I stayed. And then I only got to do two weeks of that role before we shut down for 11 months. So, you know, the pandemic really stretched things out, which is how I ended up being there for three and a half years. And then the show was moving to a one-part version. It used to be in two parts and it was moving to a single part. And I was just kind of like, I've had the best time here. And um, it's, a, it's a very challenging job too. Commercial theatre is like, long hours and you know like you work when everybody else plays all my friends got married in 2019 like my partner went to nine weddings and i went to two of them (laughs) oh no well when it comes to the the comedy show julian there's something that ties i guess this show and that show together in that um your your hour of comedy is sort of dedicated to your friend dave z who was also our video producer we talked a little while ago unfortunately lost him to suicide um A couple of years ago now, you said in the, your acceptance speech, it's just you'd prefer not to have the show and instead have your friend. But can you tell us a little bit about how it is, you know, dealing with loss through creating art, I guess? Yeah, it's, um, it's not something I've talked about very much um, in like press or publicity for the show because... It's sort of a, a sneaky little thread in there. And I know you guys knew Dave, so I'm so happy to talk to you about it. And I love the episode that you did um, after Dave died. I thought it was really beautiful and um, you really like explored that very well. I thought it was lovely. Um, I, I knew that I sort of wanted it to be in there, but I was very nervous about um, how to approach it, how to not kind of abuse the audience's trust. You know, like I do feel quite responsible if you're gonna put something heavy and sad in a show, particularly a comedy show, then you have to make sure that you look after people, that you're kind of sending them away and they can be okay. 
And my partner, Matt, was really good friends with Dave. They worked together for a long time. And, um, and I always show Matt my show first before I show anyone else. And I show it to him at the point where it's not a show. It's just me grabbing pieces of paper off the wall going, gingerbread house, negative gearing. Is this a joke? Um, and so, Wait, just, just spoiler, uh, an, an audience, not only, an not only is that a joke, that's the joke that I want to hear right now. Um. <laughs> you know, I would just say with interest rates going up, we cannot renovate our icing and it's been a real challenge. Um, uh, that is a rich vein of comedy right there. <laughs> it's a seasonal piece. Yes, um, yeah. <laughs> But um, so when I first showed it to Matt, I had this kind of song that's towards the end of the show that's particular about Dave. And I was like, I don't know if this song belongs in the show. I don't know if any of this belongs in here. And Matt was really good. His feedback is always fantastic. And he was just kind of like, I think you need to kind of thread it throughout so that he feels present. So it's not a kind of surprise, like a backhand, but, mm. um, but so that you've managed it. So it's something I was like really careful with and just constantly going, oh, too much, not enough, you know, just really trying to Goldilocks it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also trying to keep it in a way that I like that I know Dave would have liked, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like uh, a mutual friend of ours came to the show in Melbourne and was like, honestly, he would just love that the show is about him. He would like <laughs> that so much. And it's quite nice. The venue that I did the show in Melbourne at the Butterfly Club, Dave and I had spent, you know, some time there together. We did a screening of a web series that we made there and I had my 30th birthday there, which he came to and. Yeah, it's nice. It's very easy to picture him being in that in that room also, which is kind of a lovely thing. So many stories, Gillian. And yeah, David, absolute legend, taking too soon. And, and look, Lifeline is always there for you as well, 13, 11, 14, if you would like to talk to someone. And Gillian, you've managed to weave it into this incredible show, heartwarming, very funny, very touching. Gillian Cosgrove, actually good, which is doing a show. It's funny working at Comedy Republic and seeing we put this on sale as part of the Replay Festival with heaps of shows coming back from... Um, Melbourne Comedy Festival, and yours sold out like that. And I've been in the office, like overhearing people going, like, "I'm sorry, no, Gillian is sold out. No, yeah, they went very quick. No, she's not doing another. Just the one-off. Sorry, those just kind do of the two, Gillian. Yeah. Do two. <laughs> no, next time, save it up because you got a big, you got a big show in Edinburgh as well. But you are doing the best in show showcase as well, so you might be able to see Gillian Crossgriff in that one around Tasmania this week. Are you excited about that too? Yeah, Hobart and Devonport, Wednesday, Thursday. It's be really fun. I love Rocho. Thank you so much, Gillian. Good luck at all the shows that are coming up. And uh, thank you again so much for sharing those stories. We hope you have a good one. And congrats on a big win. The uh, <laughs> best show at Melbourne Comedy Thanks, Festival. Mate. It's incredible. <laughs> all right. All the best. We'll catch you next time. Okay, bye. And thank you for listening to All Day Breakfast today. Really appreciate you hanging out with us once again. Good news is we've got a sweet little episode for you tomorrow as well. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.